Inner Sanctum Mysteries, The Vengeful Corpse, September 12th, 1949. Good evening, friends. This is your host. Welcome to you through the creaking door into this inner sanctum. Come in, won't you? I'd like you to meet some new guests. We just dug up. Now, that particular cadaver. Standing off in the corner by himself is a serious case of claustrophobia. Poor stiff. He just can't stand. Shrouds. <laughs> now, this fellow, you right? was a mountain climber in life. He took his wife on the downpine pike, and while they were going up the icy slope, he cut the rope and held them together. Said he just couldn't stand to be tied to one woman. And now meet the most forgettable character, Wide-Eyed Willie. One day Willie's ugly wife bit him. So in anger, he buried her in the backyard. Six months later, his homely mate come up. As dogwood tree to haunt him. <laughs> now according to Willie, a bark is much worse than a bite. <laughs> Please, friends, absolute silence. If we want it so quiet, you can hear the head drop. It's a little, it's a small hillside, New England cemetery. As chill evening wind stirs the leafless trees with a complaining murmur. A blood red moon probes through the branches with grotesque fingers touching the faded headstones. Where the eerie light, a frail, dawn-faced young woman sits on an old stone bench, listening acutely to the rustling of the branches, as if to catch her some word, with some whispered whisper, of the dead, forgotten past. Paul, Sarah, Sarah, where are you, Sarah? Oh, Paul. I'm o- I'm here, over here, Paul. Sarah, been looking all over for you. What are you doing out here, anyway? Sarah, I was called out here, Paul. Paul, what? Sarah, the wind. There's a voice on the wind. It's called me to come out here. Paul, that's just in your mind, darling. No voice called you. Sarah, yes, Paul, it did. I recognise the voice. Paul, you recognised it? And who, vo- whose voice was it? Sarah, it was old and tired and sort of cracked. Yet I could recognise it as my own voice. Paul, you heard your own voice? Sir, yes, Paul. It's the strongest right where I'm sitting now, among my family graves. Mr. Griffin, hello there, Sarah. Griffin, hello? Paul, it's just Mr. Griffin, the caretaker. I asked him to help me look for you, giving. Oh, well, I found your wife, all right, Mr. Seaton. Paul, yes, I found all right, Mr. Griffin. Griffin. I thought I saw Mr. Seaton come graveyard here earlier. 
I didn't expect you she would Skiffin, I thought I saw Mrs. Seaton come to the great girl earlier. She didn't expect her she'd be still boy. Paul What's wrong? Griffin Uh it's nothing. Paul, what's the matter, Mr Griffin? Griffin, it was just that I've got a sudden sort of feeling every time I pass this grave here. Sarah, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Griffin, that grave, that one there, the one right next to you. Sarah, why? What's the matter with it? Griffin, while it isn't, haven't you noticed? There's only one name on the history, the first name. His Hester. Sarah, that's strange. My family name is Randall. Isn't wasn't this woman a Randall? Griffin, oh, you don't know the story, Paul. What's story you talking about? Griffin, the kin who buried. Griffin, the kin who buried this Hester woman didn't think she deserved the family name, so they left her off the gravestone. Hester, Sarah, why? Why didn't they give Hester the full name? Given because they didn't want anybody to know who she was. Guess you should see, Hester, the burned at stake for witchcraft. Sarah Witchcraft, Griffin, yep, that's what they say. Poor uh, Mr. Griffin, my wife is a new woman. It is, is it, is it so? Sarah, let him go on, Paul. Paul, oh, but Sarah. Sarah, but what else, Mr. Griffin? Griffin, well, it's just... That's all, Mr. Seaton. Except this, this is clean as sake. They were burning an innocent woman. She could be heard shouting at the flames, licked around her. She threatened with her last breath to get even someday. Sarah, how could she get even? Griffin, I don't know. According to the story, I heard Hester said that it was here town, um, said that this here town owned her. The years of her life that they took away. Paul? Well, now this is completely ridiculous. It's only a legend, Sarah. Sir Griffin, tell me, how many years ago did this happen? Well, right here on the redstone, you see. Hester, a lost soul, born October 13th, 1759, died. Good heavens. Sarah, what's wrong? Griffin, uh, look, Miss Seaton, the date of Hester's death. It's worn away. Wind sounds out. Clock striking. Ten. Sarah. Paul. Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Paul. Paul, what are you doing out of bed? Where did you get When did you get up? Sarah. Why? Just a minute ago. I can't sleep. She keeps calling me. I hear a voice right here in this room just a few minutes ago. For what? Sarah, she's begging to help me. Tell me she never really lived and pleading me to bring her back to life. Paul, now, Sarah, you've got to stop. Sarah, I thought I saw her. Paul, now, Sarah, believe me, there are no ghosts. Sarah interrupting. She was dressed in black dress. There was a large W on it, that's for which, and in her hand she held a flaming torch. Paul, I'm going to call the doctor. 
Knock on the door, Sarah. Someone's at the door. All right, I'll see who it is. Sarah, frankly, no, wait. Wait, I'll go. Woman's footsteps, door opening. Judge Foster, ah, oh, good evening, Miss Seaton. Sarah, why, Judge Foster? Foster, I don't I hope I didn't awaken you, folks. I saw a light in the window, so I called. Phil interrupted. Oh, it's all right. Judge Pete, come right in. Foster, oh, thank you, door closing, Foster. I am sorry to bother you this time of night, Mr. Seaton. I was looking in my window the other side of the cemetery. I thought I saw something moving, or someone prowling round out there. I wondered if they came over this way. Sarah, who was it? First of all, I don't know, somebody carrying a torch. Sarah, interrupting and scared a torch. Paul, go on, judge. First of all, well, of course, he could be in that my eyes are playing tricks on me. They're not, they're not so good. But as far as I can make out, it was a woman dressed in black. Sarah Paul, Paul, you saw there was a woman. Judge, you sure? First of yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw her. Of course, I couldn't dark out there. It looked to me like there's something on the front of her dress. Paul, what did you mean? For the well, there's a letter W, a big white letter W on it. Sarah, Hester, it's Hester. Just as predicted. Paul, no, Paul's no, Sarah. Foster, confused. Hester, who's Hester? Sarah, Hester Rendell. That's who you, you saw. She was in this house. Paul, no, it must have been a trick. You see, someone's trying to frighten you and make you worse. Foster, now, now, hold on, folks. Hester Rendell was buried over 100 years ago. Sarah, she came back to life. Miss Seaton, I don't think so. Paul, interrupting, now, Judge, my wife is ill. She doesn't realise what she's saying. Sarah, I am interrupting. I saw, I know Hester's alive. You don't believe me, Paul. A Judge Foster saw her too. Foster, well, I don't see anyone who's been dead hundred odd years ago. Paul, what is it, Judge? Don't you smell it? Paul? Yes. First, there's something burning. Paul, is the odour of burning flesh. Look out there on the back. Lawn stuck in the earth. A torch, a flaming torch. Wind again in the background. Sounds of digging dirt. A shovel. Paul. Sarah, I tell you, it's useless to have me dig up this grave. So I got to know, Paul. It's the only way I could be sure. Foster, careful, Miss Seaton. Miss Seaton, you got you just you just just deep enough for the coffin now. But you're still there, Paul. I don't know how you can sanction a thing like this. Foster, well, Mister Seaton, you see, you want to be sure too, Paul. But this is ridiculous. Shovel hidden wood. Digging sounds stop. Foster, ah, you struck wood with a shovel. Yes, it is the coffin. All right, you better go easy now. The wood is soft with age and half rotted away. Scraping sounds of the shovel and wood. Pull. Fatigue, okay. I think we can open it now. 
Close wait. I'll give you a hand with the lid. Grants as he says lid. Wooden coffin lid being moved. Sarah, there's something inside it. Pearl slowly. A body. Charred. Plus it's a body, all right. Oh, he isn't a woman. You can still make out the face. It's Griffin, a caretaker. Paul, Dr. Milton. I'm so glad you've gotten you here. Dr. Milton, I came as soon as I could. Mrs. Seaton, Mr. Seaton, you've got wrong. Paul, she's worse, Doctor. Norton, oh. Paul, much worse. She's been in her room for all day, hiding like a frightened child. Her feet, the reading made it worse. Norton, reading? What reading? Paul, exasperated. Well, the past few days she's had been reading books about her family history. Norton, why did you let her have them? Paul, well, because at first you seemed to quieten her. Since the night we found Mr. Griffin, the body in the grave, she wanted to know more and more about Mr. Randall. Drove him. Sarah, Paul. Paul, oh, Sarah. Don't know in here, dear. You've got to warn him, Paul, before it's too late. Don't warn whom, Mr. Seaton. Sarah, Judge Foster, he's in danger. Hester will kill him next. No one? Well, Sarah, it's in the records of the court. Magistrates is sending Hester to death in his state with a man named Foster. None. Now, now, Miss Seaton, you were going to just so upset, Sarah. Please believe me, Judge Foster. It's a direct descendant of the magistrate. Oh, Sarah, Sarah. Hester's dead, dear. The dead cannot do no harm. Sarah. Paul, Paul. You don't understand. She killed one man already, and now she's going to kill another. She swore she'd get that revenge. And a magistrate, and one man who was an accuser, Norton, Miss Seaton, all that was took uh, over place over a hundred years ago. Sarah, then, what about Mr. Griffin? Paul, well, what do you mean, Sarah? Sarah, emphatically, he had the same name, too, according to the record. Hester's accuser was a man named Richard Griffin. Paul, first of my wife is sitting, I'll come over. He'll warn you about. Hester, Hester, well, thank you, Mr. Seaton, for troubling, but I'm not a little bit worried about the similarity of names. Paul, well, didn't admit to Sarah, but a coincidence was regressive, was strange. Foster, bit careless, oh, dead, never frightened me, Mr. Seaton, but thank you for coming over. Oh, by the way, can I drive you home? Paul, no thanks, Dr. Norton, he's waiting for me outside. Good night. Dog with Foster, good night, Mr. Foster. Dog close, Foster sighs. Now, where did I get, put those glasses in mine? I'm sure I left them on the table, here on the table. Door opening. Foster, say, who opened the door? Is that you come back, Mr. Seaton? Well, I confound it, whoever it is, answer me. Who's out there? Hester. Ah, the many witch laugh. <laughs> it's me, you preposterous just. Duke. Foster. Maze and fearful. What? Door closes. Foster. Who are you? Hester. Your conscience. You've been dimmed by the evil your acts. Who am I? Mark you well this torture light. Now mark you also my garb. This black garment I wear upon which you impress the wicked W. Foster. Hester, Hester, I, Satan's magistrate, 
Hester's Randall. Richmond, that's Hester's character. You know, that's the way the dame gets when she's burned up. Makes a spectacle of herself, you know. I kind of feel sorry for old Judge Foster. When Hester showed up, poor guy didn't know which way to turn. They shouldn't be, they should have believed Sarah Sutton. She sure had Hester dead. Uh, Barbara Lyon, so writes. Yes, indeed, it's a wise descendant who knows her own forebears, particularly the grave minded ones. <laughs> well, now, let's get back to the flaming fable. Let's see what's the cooking. Farewell. Paul, Paul, wake up. Paul coming out of a sleep. Hmm? Sarah frantic. Oh, please, hurry up. Paul now wake. Oh, Sarah, what's the matter, darling? Sarah, I just had a terrible dream, I'm afraid. Paul, now, easy, dear. Sarah, I dreamt that Judge Foster was killed tonight. By Hester, you did warn Judge Foster, didn't you, Paul? Paul, yes, of course, Sarah. Where are you going, dear? Sarah, I'm getting dressed. I'm going down to tell the judge myself. Paul, you're staying here. Sarah, Paul, please let me go. You mean it's a man's life. Paul, you heard what the doctor Norton said, and his answer to you to leave the house. You'll go to talk to no one. Sarah, why am I being kept here like a prisoner? Why don't you let me speak to... to Judge Foster. Door banging open. Sarah. Who was that? Stepped up. Paul sounded like a wind bang, door banging the wind. Pete door banging open. Paul, yes, there it was again. Sarah, don't you look at the black door? Paul, I'm sure I did. I'd better see what happened. Sarah. What? Wait, I'm coming with you. A Pete door banging open. Sarah. Better turn on, on the light here in the kitchen. Sir Paul, no, you won't have to. I can see it's the door, right? I guess I've just forgotten to bring the latch. Sarah, Paul! Paul, Sarah, what's the matter? Sarah, out there by the trees at the end of the lawn, for the saw figure. Paul, right, just stay here, then. Be right back. Door opens and closes. Paul. There's no one out here, Sarah. Sarah, you're sure? Paul's positive. Probably just a shadow. Sarah, still. Paul, there's someone right there. <coughs> Paul, Sarah, Sarah, what happened? Sarah, where are you? Sarah. Paul, she was standing there, Sheriff, right here. Paul, she's standing here, Sheriff, right here at the back door. I heard a scream. Sheriff, and there wasn't a sign of her. They go, got backed into the door. Paul, not a sign of her. Sheriff, well, folks, don't just vanish into thin air, Mr. Seaton. You must have sure been around here someplace. Paul, I've got to find her, for it's too late. Sheriff, too late? What do you mean by that? Paul, I don't know, really. I have a feeling that... Something's gone wrong. Sheriff. Oh, now you're going to tell me about dead witches returning too, are you? Don't tell me you believe all that stuff. Paul, I don't know what to believe. 
Norton, Sheriff, is that you, Sheriff? Sheriff, yes, who's there? Norton, Brother Norton, you better come with me, Sheriff. Just discovered sitting on the side of the road, about half a mile away. You're sitting? I think you better wait here. Oh, what is it? Donna Norton, what have you found? Norton, I Marv, you wait, uh, as I said before, until I'm with Shaw. Paul, what are you trying to hide from me? Trevor, I guess you'd better speak up, Doctor. There's something that concerns Mr. Seaton. Maybe you should know. Norton? All right, Sheriff. When I made a turn in the road, my headlights was caught in the ditch. I couldn't see it first, so I stopped the car and got out. The body in the ditch, a charred body. Car coming to stop with a slight brake squeal and opening the car, two car doors. Not in his way, Sheriff. Over here on the right. Paul, where is she? Sheriff, easy now, Mr. Sinton. Norton, right here, Sheriff. Sheriff, wait till I switch on the flashlight. There. Paul, is that Sarah? Sheriff, just a moment. Mr. Seaton, Dr. Norton, that there's made, has made a mistake. For what? Sheriff, this corpse is your wife. I can tell you that, that by that ring. It's the ring of that Judge Forster on his wall. Telephone rings once, then off hook. Paul. Hello? Oh, yes, Sheriff. Any news, Nick? Well, Nick, why can't you, your main finder? Been six hours already. Now I haven't heard for a while. Yes, please tell me as soon as you hear anything. Well, yeah. Okay, thanks. Phone on hook. Knock on door. Paul. Who's there? More emphatic knock on door. Paul. Who is it? Sarah. Paul, open the door. Paul, Sarah. Sarah, do you mind? Yes, yes, quick, let me in. Paul. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Thank the Lord, you're right. Sarah. Oh, Paul. Paul, darling. Where have you been? What happened to you? Look at the door quickly. Door closing. Sarah, she didn't know it. Doesn't know I've come back. She's still looking for me. Paul who? Sarah, Hester, she wants out. Was out there. Paul, that's why I ran from the house. She called me from the road. Made me go with her. Paul, huh? go where? Sarah, to the cemetery. She kept me there. Torturing me, begging me to change places for Paul Downing, you're not make you're not making sense. Sarah, please, please believe me. We've got to get away from here. Tonight, right now. You'd kill at me if you don't. She wants my life for the one she never lived. Paul, now stop it. Stop. Now get a hold of yourself. Because there's no such woman as Hester Vanden. Sarah, but I saw her. I couldn't talk to her. Paul, the woman you saw in somebody else, somebody living, who wants you to, to believe that Hester, she's Hester? She wants everyone to believe it. Sarah, but why, Paul, why? Paul, because she's a cold-blooded murderess. She killed two people already. She's trying to drive you out of your mind completely. Sarah, but who? Who could it be? Paul, I don't, and I wasn't sure before. Now I'm almost positive it's Dr. Norton. Sarah? Dr. Norton? Paul, now 
Now you saw this heather. Sarah, what was she like? Sarah, it's like a ghost, like a shadow in the light. You can see her face, and yet you can see through it beyond. For now, it's just an illusion created by the night, dear. Perhaps some, some tricks of a clever, scheming woman. See, I proved that, Dr. F- that Dr. Foster. Door banging again. Sarah, it's pulled, it's the back door again. It's blown up again. Sarah, leave it. You've got to get out of here. Oh, no, no, you stay here. I'm going to see who opens the, that door. Sarah, please hurry. Don't let me leave, leave me alone for long. Door banging again, Sarah. Paul. Paul, is that, what is that, what is it, Sarah? Sarah, still, don't come in here. Don't come back. Run away as fast as you can. Paul, what's the matter? Sarah, don't come in here. She's here, Hester. Paul, Sarah? Sarah, look out. I've got the gun on the, off the desk. I'm going to kill her. Three gunshots. Sarah, Paul, Sarah, Sarah, are you right? Sarah, I killed her, Paul. You won't talk to me anymore. I killed Heather. She came toward me. I fired. Paul, Sarah, there's no one in this room, dear. Sarah, over there in the hall. She's there. Paul, where? I don't see, good lord. You've broken the mirror. Sarah, what? Paul, you shot at yourself. Sarah, no, it can't be. Can't, it can't be her. And yet I saw her face. It was my face too. Paul. Sarah, it was you all the time. Hester, I am Hester, fair gentleman. It is warming to such a friend as you to stand beside me. Is mockery of justice. Paul. Oh, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah, run. Run as first as you can, Paul. I was wrong. I hadn't killed her. Run. Paul, run. Sarah, I've got to help you. I've got to explain to you that. Hester. Thou art not Sarah. Not any more. Can't you see who I am? Can I see you taking my place? Sarah, Paul, Paul, listen to me. Sarah, listen to me. I love you. Please come back to me. Hester, Sarah's gone. But now I can live the years it took for me. Paul, Sarah, Hester, see in my hand this pistol. We will buy it, bid it. I say, you'll come, you'll come with me. Put of a ring in an ink piece. Then phone a hook. Norton, still no answer, Sheriff. Sheriff. No answer, Dr. Norton. Can't stand it. Mr. Seaton was home when I called just 15 minutes ago. No, no, will do, Sheriff. Have the bars worth too close. Sheriff, well, I can't do a hundred things at once. Got every available deputy out there looking for Miss Seaton. Norton, don't you realise you might have gone back to the house? Don't you realise she's the one that might be hamster? So, Sheriff, Miss Seaton, Hester, what do you see talking about? Norton, I'm trying to give that dual personality. Mr. Seaton is suffering from a nervous breakdown. Totally possible that she's the one killed Griffin, a daughter Foster. Sheriff, why didn't, why, why you should have told me this before, Doctor? We're getting right over to, we're, we're, come on, we're getting right over to the Seaton house. We're in the background. 
They buried Heaven's body here. Dishonored in their name. But Paul, you believe in my innocence? Paul, yes, Sarah. We better go back there. Hester, back? Paul, just to the house. It's very cold here. Hester, it's cold everywhere, Paul. I call the children of death. Come near me. You and I are going back, back through time, to the age where no one can harm us. His torch I hold will free us forever. Paul, wait, Sarah. Please listen, now try to understand, dear. Hester, ease your mind, the flames will be no, no pain. I know, <laughs> because I've been through such a death before. Paul, no. Now, Sarah, wait. Gunshot, Hester. Ah, Gladi falls to the ground, Sarah. Very weakly. Oh, Paul, Hester's going. Paul, choking back tears. Oh, Sarah. Norton, Mr. Satan, you still all right? You all right? Paul, yes, Sheriff. Looks like we got here just in time. Sarah. Paul, she's going for me. Forever. Grown to death. Paul overcome loss. Oh, Sarah. Norton, she's dead, Mr. Seaton. Sheriff remorse. I'm sorry, Mr. Seaton. Paul. Sheriff? Sheriff, what is it? What's the matter? Sheriff, look. Look at the headstone. Didn't notice that before. Been recut. Sheriff, well, what do you mean? Paul. Well, don't you see that what it says? Hester Rendell, a lost soul. Born October 13th, 1759. Died September 12th, 1949. Raymond, so I'm saying, if you have you had your personality split, your personality split lately? Raymond, hey, have you had your personality split lately? Hmm, it seems it happens when a dame gets her dates mixed up, Pastor. She didn't know whether she was going or coming to the grave. Now, you should be at old New England ceremony some night, and one of the histones should move. Don't be frightened. Probably just Hester coming up for a hot date again. <laughs> By the way, there's no poverty moral attached to the night's tale. I'll just leave you with one of your own thoughts. As horrible as I hope they are. <laughs> well, it's time to close the creaky door. But another seven day rest until my next week. At this time, brings you another inner sanctum mystery. Until Monday, then, good night, pleasant dreams. Hmm? Long creaking door with slam at end.